What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, and today I am riding solo. So the one and only Miss Gifted with Jay will rejoin me on the next episode. Um, but I wanted to hop on and actually do a solo episode for you guys. It's been a while since I did a solo episode. And I was recently kind of thinking about health with regard to wealth, because one of the most common um, sayings we hear is that health is wealth, health is wealth. So today I want to drop in and do a short episode to talk about what health is wealth truly means and how you can maximize your health so that it directly impacts your wealth. So for those of you who don't know, I'm Lisa A. Smith, certified plant-based nutritionist, founder of the Black Health Academy and founder of Professionally Fit, which is my first company. We started Professionally Fit or I started Professionally Fit back in 2015, so it'll be four years old this year in 2019. And then I launched the Black Health Academy in October of 2017. So the Black Health Academy will be two years old this year in 2019. And so full-time, I work as an entrepreneur running both of my companies. I have a thriving speaking career. I do a lot of speaking here in Michigan as well as abroad and then um, I coach full-time so essentially that's what professionally fit is is my coaching company and so I want to talk about how I'm able to sustain that level of productivity um, and how not only you know how I'm able to maximize my production but how I'm able to sustain it because as we know you can have good days and you can have bad days, right? You can have days where you're bursting with energy and you want to do all of the things and you really want to get it done. And then you have days where you just want to lay around. You want to Netflix and chill. You want to sleep. You don't want to answer the phone. You don't want to do what has to be done. And oftentimes, if we're not thriving, if we're not maximizing our health will succumb to those lazy days, right? And we'll find that our productivity is down or is not consistent because we don't always feel good. We don't always feel well. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about entrepreneurship because for those of you who don't know, um, before the Black Health Academy podcast, this podcast was called the Professionally Fit Podcast. And Jay and I used to talk about business. I used to talk about business from an entrepreneurship standpoint and she would chime in with the nine to five standpoint and we would offer different different topics around business and all of those episodes are still totally still available um if you scroll through our episodes you'll see those old titles um when we were the professionally fit podcast but when i launched the black health academy in 2017 we switched over to the black health academy podcast but i really still like super yearn to talk a business I super yearn to talk about business and entrepreneurship and you know good business practices and you know good work ethic practices and you know just tools that I use in my business and so I figured I'll tease you guys with some of that today so in a few lectures that I had as of recently um I talked about the subject of thriving, and so it just got me to really thinking about how truly important it is to thrive. And I often shared, in these past couple speaking engagements, I shared a story about my good friend, Moselle. And Moselle is the founder of a company called Heal Thyself. And Moselle has been 
plant-based for over 30 years. She was first vegetarian and then she went vegan and she has been going strong for over 30 years. And Moselle is in her 70s, okay? So she initially, um, her previous career, she was the director of science in the state of Michigan over the school district, or over the state of Michigan school, should I say. And that's essentially what she retired from. But she had this huge passion for health and wellness, this huge passion for healing through nutrition. Um, She's really big on green smoothies. And so she really wanted to pour back into her community with this information. And so at the wee age of like 72, I think, 70 or 71, 72, Moselle started a company. She started a nonprofit called Heal Thyself Detroit. And this is so fascinating to me because for most of us, when we think about what we'll be doing in our 70s, right? Most of us just simply think being alive is enough. Like we say things like, if I make it to my 70s, you know, I just want to be chilling on the beach. Or if I make it to my 70s or 80s, I'll give myself permission to eat whatever I want because, you know, I've made it that far and I've lived that long. Very, very few of us are thinking about starting a whole company (laughs) in our 70s. Heal Thyself is now two years old. I actually sit on the board of Heal Thyself and Moselle is thriving. And this is very different from just being alive. This is very different from surviving. This is very different from just maintaining a status of health where you don't have a diagnosis. And so I want to make that differentiation for you guys today. I want you to understand that there is a difference between being at your ideal weight, not being on medications and not having a diagnosis and thriving. They are not synonymous. So most of us, we consider you know, not being obese, not having a diagnosis, and not being on any medications as healthy, right? You say, you know, my doctor said all my numbers are good, I'm good, right? And I want to um, share with you that that is not necessarily the case, right? The absence of disease is not the presence of health. You guys have heard me say this time and time again, over and over again. So I want to reiterate that the absence of disease is not the presence of health, Health is all about intentionality, right? So just because all your numbers are good and you're not on meds and you don't have a diagnosis and you're not, maybe you're not even overweight, are you intentionally doing something every day to maintain that? Because if not, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? If you're not intentionally drinking your water, if you're not intentionally exercising, if you're not intentionally eating a whole foods plant-based diet, if you're not intentionally um, being stress-free or striving to be stress-free, if you're not intentionally striving to be financially free, then you are just surviving, but you are not thriving. And the only way that Moselle was able to start a whole company (laughs) in her 70s is because she's thriving. That means physically and cognitively, her mind is sharp and she can keep up with the day-to-day task of running a business, of running a nonprofit, right? Most people, when they retire, they typically retire from work. But retirement doesn't mean that you're done working. It just means you're done with this particular chapter. And so for her to go on to then start 
a whole nother company, that's what's keeping her going. That's what's keeping her alive, right? As the board, um, we meet every three months and Moselle comes into those meetings. She heads the meetings. You know, she's constantly getting new people to join the board. Um, she is currently running a 30 day green smoothie challenge where she's having everyone meet up literally every single week. And she's there every week charting this challenge and getting people to take back their health through green smoothies. I mean, it's really a phenomenal feat and something that is exceptionally proud, but unfortunately, Moselle is, uh, you know, what may be considered an anomaly in our community. You know, how many 70-something-year-old African-American women do you know who are nursing a company full-time and not one that they started years ago when they're looking, you know, trying to figure out how to edge their way out of, but I mean nursing a company full-time with absolutely no end in sight, with full expectations to live a really long life to thrive and, you know, really building connections with other entities and um, community members to make sure she builds heal thyself out into something that's big and prosperous and recognized um so and and so to me that's what thriving means also to me that's what professionally fit means so that brings me to my company you know i started professionally fit it started as fit camp 360 back in 2015 and when I started Fit Camp 360, it was a personal training company, but it was a mobile personal training company, meaning we had clients that were nationwide because we built workouts on an online platform, um, which included weekly coaching. And we built, you know, out nutrition. And that's how, you know, I started my first company, but it has evolved into what is now professionally fit which is a full-time coaching company. We no longer build workouts online. We now focus on professionals, i.e. people who exhibit high-performance habits or are in the market to exhibit high-performance habits. Individuals who understand that when they are thriving physically and cognitively, when they eat a certain way, when they move a certain way, when they um, build out their social connections, when they have intimacy with people in their community and their loved ones, when they um, intentionally pour into personal and self-development and self-care, that they actually thrive in their business. So that's what professionally fit means. It's essentially a performance, um, excuse me, a high-performing professional whether they're in C-suite and a nine to five or an entrepreneur who is literally looking to bud and thrive, but they have minimal amount of time. And so they need to make their health a priority, but they need to do it in a very strategic and scheduled way. So this may look like me going into a company and teaching a series, lectures, talks, things like that, um, and educating them on how to create a culture of health in the work environment, or this may be me working with leadership one-on-one -on -one to get them to a place of optimal health so that they can pour that energy back into their company and essentially their bottom line. So when I say health is wealth, this is what we mean. Health is wealth essentially means when you're physically and cognitively able to perform on a level that's higher than your average higher than your peer, higher than your colleague? Can you outperform the competition on a daily basis, right? It's the work ethic. It's the drive. It's the hunger to grow, to do better, to excel, to outperform your best quarter in business, to outperform 
the version of you that was here yesterday. It's always striving to be better, but that requires you to do some simple things, right? You got to be able to walk up a flight of steps without huffing and puffing, okay? You have to be able to bend over to pick something up without soreness or achy bones and joints, okay? You need to be able to sleep restfully, right? You have to be educated on what clean eating truly is, right? Um, You have to understand when your brain is or isn't firing on all cylinders and then how to adjust to make sure it is. You have to be responsive. You have to remember names, dates, times, appointments, people, and prior discussions and arrangements, right? You have to be firing on all cylinders. That's what health is wealth means. It means can you keep up with the demand of your industry? Can you keep up with the demand of your company? Can you keep up with the demand of your job, your job description, Um, along with whilst living life outside of the work environment, right? Can you work, you know, an eight to 10 hour day and still go to dinner with friends or your spouse or go see a show on a Tuesday Tuesday night and do it all again the next day, right? Or the next week. Are you one of those people who think Monday and Friday or Monday to Thursday is only reserved for work and you don't even allow yourself any type of joy um, or personal time or excitement, you know, during the week because you feel like you're going to be too tired. And so as soon as you get off of work, you have to go home to sleep or lay down or sit down and you can't pour into another area of your life, whether that be time with your family, your children, your spouse, your friends, or just by yourself. Do you have what it takes to keep up with that level of activity and engagement, right? It's funny when we think about social media, you know, in your business, it's always about engagement, right? Um, Whether or not you're doing well on social media is all about likes, comments, right? Um, People, you know, messaging you like engagement. So engagement, the word engagement has always has as of late just come to mean like what's happening digitally, you know, on a platform that doesn't require you essentially to move. But I want to introduce this idea of engagement in real life, right? Like social engagement. Let's take the media out of it. Do you have the level of functionality that allows you social engagement outside of your work? Okay? Because that's what professionally fit essentially means. And that's what health and wealth essentially, health is wealth essentially means, right? That level of engagement, um, quality of life. So, Um, I really, I want to go through a few ways in which you can start, you know, working to become professionally fit or essentially ways in which you can begin to thrive because this translates completely like this is not even correlation. This is direct causation. And what I mean by that is when we think about the black economy, when we think about, um, black economics and the importance of us building wealth in our community it essentially comes down to the fitness level of the individuals who own the businesses and the companies right it essentially comes down to the fitness level of leadership okay because we live in a society where 
laziness and inaction is the default system and it usually takes you know a lot to get someone up and moving and to do work and to you know not try and push the buck or the task off onto another person right because the average person wants to do as little as possible but what if we were working with a society or a community of people who were not overly stressed who were not obese who were not suffering with chronic disease, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, autoimmune diseases. Um, what if we were working with a thriving and operating in a community where physical and mental health was not an overwhelming factor in our uh, ability to grow economically? Let's think about that for a second. So health is, is wealth pours or is, there's a direct causation here. So what I mean by that, over, I think the numbers last time I checked was over 80% of black-owned businesses have only one employee, okay? So let's make this really real, right? No more, no more ideology. Over 80% of black-owned businesses have, over, have only one employee. So if the business has only one employee and that one employee gets ill um something has flare-ups from whatever chronic disease they're dealing with if they are overweight and just like can't physically meet the demands of their business right whether let's say let's say it's a a, a cooking or a catering company or a dessert baking company those are really common in our community right a catering company a, a sh- private chef or Uh, a a baking company where you're selling like baked goods and things right it's just you you just started out or maybe even a couple years in one or two years in um, but it's still just really just you right running this business but you're on your feet all day right we know cooking can be a really exhausting task especially if you're doing it for multiple people if you're filling orders right whether you're doing meal prep or catering big events right whether you're just selling individual cakes or you're literally um, building the sweet table out at events, right? Imagine the amount of physical fitness that is required to do that, right? Especially if you're good. You get orders in all the time. You're getting booked for events all the time. You have to be physically able to sustain that level of productivity hour over hour. Now, you, you have this business. You're getting these orders, you're getting these events, you're cooking, you're filling these orders, but then after so many weeks of going, 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 your knees are going out, your back is killing you, you're not sleeping properly, what happens? You have to shut the business down, maybe not permanently, right, but maybe temporarily, you need to take a week off, you need to take some, because you don't have a staff, or if you do, you're still... You still work so much in the business that the business can't run without you. And you are forced to shut things down temporarily so you can get yourself together physically. Or you're forced to take less business, right? You're literally turning down business. So you're turning down money. You're turning down business. You're turning down opportunities. You're turning down connections because you literally cannot physically withstand that's what we mean when we say health is wealth. That is that happens more often than you guys know, more often than you guys can imagine. 
businesses that you may have never heard of or never touched in one way or another are shutting down or are not sustainable simply because the founder and the workers are not whole, right? They're not professionally fit. They are not able to withstand high-performing habits. So what does that essentially mean? We have another black business who is unable to be consistent, right? Um, Not necessarily for the lack of opportunity, not because of the lack of business, but simply because they're physically unable, right? Cognitively unable, right? And now that money is not coming into the black community and those people are potentially going to another catering business, another baking business to get their orders filled because this particular person couldn't fill it. Right. And now the community loses that as a whole. That person's family loses out on that money. But then our community loses because they don't have the opportunity to pour that earned money back into their business or back into our community. Right. So when we look at the stats and we see that over 75 percent of our community is either overweight or obese, right? Um, When we look at the stats for things like lupus and hypertension and type 2 diabetes, um, chronic pain, chronic stress, um, chronic fatigue syndrome, these are real things that we are dealing with. We're chronically exhausted. What about the people who are just building their business, right? They haven't even gotten their first client yet. They haven't gotten their first order yet but the business idea just remains on the nightstand because it never can grow legs and take off why because this person is not physically or cognitively able to pour into it like he or she needs to because he or she is not thriving thriving right you might they they might not have a diagnosis they might not be on medications but they feel it could be again just chronic fatigue they're just tired from an 8 hour workday and just don't have the energy to come home after 5 to pour into their business and into their dream right that is why part of the reason why our community is suffering economically because most of us are not able right and so how can we begin to turn that around right so If you are at a place where you're surviving, but you are not thriving, you are not in a place where you could potentially even start a company at your current age, let alone 71, what can you begin to do? Okay, very simple things, guys. First things first is water. I mean, we're going to get very practical here. Most of us are chronically dehydrated. You have no idea the level of fatigue you typically have when you're chronically dehydrated fatigue is a huge problem when you do not have enough water in your body so is blood sugar stabilization so is chronic constipation right um you have to drink water so first things first to get on the path to where you are thriving i want you to begin to drink half your body weight in ounces of water per day period No excuses. The coffee has to go. The sugar has to go. The inflammatory drinks have to go, meaning things you pour dairy and sugar in. All of that has to go. I want you to start with your water. Next thing I want you to do is to begin to unprocess your diet. Anyone who's ever been to one of my lectures, you've heard me go over these steps. Number one is water. 
Number two is unprocess your diet. And number three is address your food addictions to salt, oil, or sugar. So this is my model. I share this model wherever I can, wherever, you know, who, whoever's willing to listen. Because these are the universals. Meaning, if you decide not to be plant-based, if you decide not to be, although, caveat, you know, everybody should be plant-based. Plant-based doesn't necessarily mean vegan. But if you decide not to give up any animal products right now, right, everyone needs to be drinking their um, daily requirement of water. Everyone needs to unprocess their diet and everyone needs to address their addictions to salt, oil, or sugar. So these are what I call the universals, meaning it doesn't necessarily fit into keto or Mediterranean or vegan or vegetarian or plant-based. It simply means across the board, all the experts agree everybody should be doing these things, right? So don't worry about subscribing to a title. Don't worry about subscribing to a particular diet. All I want you to do are the universals, which are things you usually probably already know right? You know you're not drinking enough water. You know you have an addiction to sugar or salt, you know, potato chips or candy or fried foods, right? You know that's an issue. So don't think that, you know, if you're not following a plan to subscribe to a certain title or diet that, you know, you don't have to do anything. There are some things you need to address regardless. So half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Step two, unprocess your diet meaning you want at least a 90% of your diet to be label-free. That's the best way to ensure that you're not consuming anything processed. Processed foods are things that are in a package, a can, frozen, in a bag, in a box, convenience, right? Things you just heat and go. All of those things are preserved. Anything that has a shelf life is processed, right? You want to consume things that are as close to their original state when they came out of the ground as possible okay so if it's been pre-seasoned pre-cooked or preserved it's a problem so that's what unprocessing your diet is some things are going to come in a package but they can still only be one or two ingredients for example if i don't want to make my beans from scratch i buy them in a box from whole foods dollar 49 a box only ingredients are the bean and water, whether it's kidney beans, black beans, chickpeas, cannelli beans. It's just black beans and water. I still consider that a whole food. They've been pre-cooked for me, okay? But this is minimally processed. There's no salt in them and there's nothing preserved, right? They're, it's minimally processed. Um, peanut butter, my peanut butter, one ingredient, peanuts, that's it, okay? My pasta sauce, this... My pasta sauce is made up of all things that I could technically go buy off the shelf. I just don't feel like it. Tomatoes, onion, basil, pepper, sea salt, olive oil, right? It's all made up of things that I could technically go buy. Whole real foods that I recognize, okay? Minimally to no process. And those are just the things that I eat in a package. The other 90% of my diet is literally fresh whole foods that I'm making from scratch, right? Whether it's plants, whether it's lentils, whether it's beans, whether it's veggie tacos, whether it's quinoa meat tacos, whether it's, you know, my lentil sloppy joe recipe, um, whether whatever it is, a veggie sandwich, is things that I'm making from scratch and I don't even have a label to read. So that's what unprocessed your diet means. When you unprocess your diet, you get all of those colorants and dyes and refined sugar 
out of your diet, your brain comes back to life. Many of you, if you get my emails or if you follow me, you heard me say that I had a dry March, right? So meaning for the mar- for the month of March in 2019, I did not have one drink. Why? Because I had over 15 speaking engagements that month and I needed to be thriving. I needed my brain to be popping. Now, I've given up all refined sugar, but even wine that's not refined sugar, but it is alcohol. Alcohol is poison and it is, you know, does have some sugar in it. So it's definitely going to still impact my brain. And so because I wanted to knock it out the park for the month of March, because I wanted to make sure my speaking went to the next level for the month of March, I didn't drink because I needed to be exceptionally professionally fit. So what do you need to do? What do you need to implement in your life to take this thing to the next level don't be satisfied with just not having a diagnosis i'm a size four i'm plant-based and i'm truly plant-based not just vegan i'm talking plant-based not a whole bunch of vegan junk food all the time um i'm a full-time entrepreneur um i according to most people i don't look my age and and my point of saying is, is that i look like a pretty clean bill of health And to the average person, I might not need to do much more to be healthy. I just need to maintain what I'm doing. But to me, to me, I knew, I know there's ways I can still take it to the next level. I still know there's ways that I can always be better and be pushing myself and be challenging myself um, in health to make sure that I can outperform the competition, to make sure I can outperform my best day in business, to make sure I can outperform my best quarter because it is all about thriving okay so those are the steps water unprocess your diet and then sos salt oil and sugar you have to address these things you can't give up meat or dairy and still have a sugar habit guys the refined sugar is more more poisonous than almost anything else okay you can't say i'm plant-based and eat cookies and potato chips and drink soda and just be concerned with the fact that your meat doesn't ha- your plate doesn't have any meat on it. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. So, you have to address your food addictions. Okay? And if you cannot do it on your own, put your money where your struggle is. Put your money where your struggle is. I.e., get a coach, get help. You should already be enrolled inside the Black Health Academy, www.theblackhealthacademy.com. You can actually enroll for free. Now, if you enroll for free, you get access to all of our master classes, my lectures about nutrition, plant-based workouts, and mental health. But if you enroll in the Black Tier membership, which is $39 a month, you also get coaching every month. Um, coaching every month that you can sign up for live coaching. And then if you want to take it to the next level, you can sign up for my course, Farm to Table. You can access it from right inside the academy. Sign up from farm to table. It's a three-month program where you'll be working with me or another one of my coaches one-on-one to make the transition to a whole food plant-based lifestyle, basically to learn nutrition. We are not training you to be vegan. If you want to do it, absolutely. We're experts in it. But we don't automatically believe everybody needs to be vegan to thrive, okay? But there are some things, again, some universals that everybody should be doing, and we coach you to that. So if this is not something you believe you can do on your own because you've tried numerous times and you failed on numerous occasions, and it turns out that the common denominator is you, it's not the program, it's not the system, it's not the strategy, it's you, 
then put your money where your struggle is and invest in some type of coaching or program to help you take your health to the next level. Because if you do not, not only do you, your immediate family and your household suffer, but so do I. Okay, I suffer when you're not thriving. Right. I don't get the benefits of your gifts when you're not thriving. Why? Because you don't have the energy to pour into your gift to make them accessible to me and my peers and my colleagues. One of the things um, I talk about a lot when I talk about entrepreneurship is the most difficult thing about entrepreneurship by far, hands down, is hiring people. Why? Because I cannot find reliable, consistently hardworking people. It is exceptionally difficult, guys. Exceptionally difficult. Matter of fact, I literally just today lost an assistant. Just today, I lost an assistant to a mental breakdown. And I had just hired her. I don't even know her that well, right? Um, But I just lost an assistant today. I got the phone call today. Um, And so I'm like, yo, we are not thriving like we're supposed to be right so whether you're going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to work for somebody else we need you we need the gifts that you have right now i have to potentially go out and find a whole nother assistant i still have another one and um she's gonna i think she's gonna do a great job she already has somebody that she can recommend for me but just the time that i lost pouring into this other young lady teaching her our systems you know getting her on board and now she's gone And I promise you guys, it's maybe been three weeks, maybe, right? And so I'm like, yo, it's it's the most stressful thing, right? I need you guys to thrive because I do not want to be forced to hire, you know, outside of our community. I really want to keep us going because I pour into everybody that works for me, right? I pour into their dreams, their businesses, their careers, because I think it's exceptionally important that leadership pours into staff, period, right? To make sure they're getting to where they want to get to professionally. It's not just about what I need you to do for me. It's about making sure your dreams are being realized, right? So, but we have to be thriving because on the flip side of that is I will not accept low quality work. I just won't. I expect timeliness and I expect a certain quality of work um, because that's the level at at which I work. So I will not accept anything less. You know, there's a high level of work ethic that it's required to work for me. Um, But I need people who are thriving. And when I tell you it's the hardest thing to find, I am not even kidding. Right. So those are the steps. I'm going to cap it here. I got a seminar to get to, um, but I hope this was helpful, you know, when you think about what true health looks like and that you're not patting yourself on the back just because, you know, you're not overweight or just because you don't have a diagnosis or not on medications. You pat yourself on the back when you intentionally pour into your health every single day, whether that be your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. Um, professional development how do you literally pour into yourself on a daily weekly monthly annual basis to ensure that you are thriving and being professionally fit that's the question I pose to you think about it let me know what you think again if you aren't already get enrolled in the black health academy theblackhealthacademy.com you'll have access to me you can get access to my first company professionally fit and we can go ahead and get you to a level and point where you are thriving until next time jay and i will be back with another episode with all the goofiness (laughs) we'll see you guys then take care